go shout out to all you guys welcome i am um i'm here right now man you know i'm like what other way can i express my gratitude for being alive shout out to all my friends in all of your different places and locations i just want to come on live and just hang out with you guys real quick um, I am playing a little video game in the background, but I'm not streaming this video game because I wanted this to be a more uh, personal stream where you and I can come together and connect. Um, going to be a lot of, um, I believe, going to be a lot of spiritual things happening in this stream. Good things. But the truth is, everything we do is spiritual, you know. Um... If you watch on the replay, comment replay, we are live from the Matrix. That's what we are. <clears throat> Last night was pretty good. Accomplished a lot yesterday. Today we will also accomplish a lot, which is fun. And it's just amazing to see how everything is unfolding. Um, you know, the one thing that's kind of funny is like, um, I'm not sure if people realize it, but we really do create our reality on a very, very, very real scale. Like, our reality is dictated by our thoughts, and these thoughts sometimes are not even yours, to be real with you. Like, sometimes your thoughts are receiving like you're in the receiving mode of an energy you know and it's it's very difficult at times to distinguish the thoughts that are yours versus the thoughts that are um that you are receiving i think the main thing to do pretty much in my opinion is to um find a balance of emotional um feelings now that sounds crazy, right? How how do you find a balance of emotional feelings? Like I understand how that question, how that answer sounds, but the thing is, when I mean emotions, I don't mean like good, sad, and happy. I mean your reactions to your thoughts, to the emotion that you're feeling. Like if you develop a state of being that, whenever you face these emotions you're having an interaction with them, like you're playing with them. Instead of them consuming you, you and them are equal and you're playing a role together in this divine play, right? Now, it's very, it's very, um, it's an arduous task, guys, to be a human being on this planet. You know, many people are talking about, oh, 2020, oh my gosh, it's been like a shit show, oh my gosh, it's been so bad, 2020, yeah, baby, To be real with you, this has been every year on the planet so far. What we think is, the media is bringing it more to your attention than ever before. Like, be, be real with me, right? You've had good years, you've had bad years, right? You've had years in which you were mildly successful, mildly, um, you know, doing your thing. And then you've had years that you were wildly successful, and you were really doing your thing. So is is the date 
really gonna change that? No. Not really. It's it's the flow. The flow is that no year could ever possibly dictate your vibration. Um, twenty twenty is nothing more than a number. And to be real with you, it's not the right number. This planet has existed for millions of years and will continue to exist for millions of years. So, 2020, that's like, um, what is that? You know, in comparison to the whole entire planet structure. What is 2020? In comparison to millions thousands of epochs what could 2020 possibly be to us you know I think there is magic in manifestation there's a certain mystery to manifestation that I still don't really know I haven't quite figured that out reason I say that is like manifestation is great it's great it's, it's amazing to manifest it's wonderful but how does it work the inner mechanisms of it like how does it actually work like you know what I'm saying like how does manifestation actually work the truth is I don't know. I know that if you focus on something for a long period of time, then eventually what you focus on becomes real. Right? I know that to be true. But in terms of um, actually understanding, like, why that works is still a mystery to me. I feel every day I wake up, I feel good. Or at least I try to feel good, but there are still, you know, um, things that worry me. Like money. Even though I'm like very adept at what I do and I'm very good at what I do, it seems to be um, a task in like retrieving income from what I do. But then again, isn't that divine, right? Like, if everything is divine, then isn't poverty as well divine, like in that expression? Because if if I were to judge poverty and say, oh, it sucks, you know, being broke, then I completely ignore the gift but simultaneously if I'm satisfied with poverty then that's then that's the limit of what I receive in this world that is what I will continue to perpetually experience right so you have to find a balance of the appreciation of the state of being you're in with a love for the moment 
you know, a moment that can change, that can become different, that can become more resonant toward your desires, you know? I really do feel like everything is um, working out. Everything. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me for one second, guys. Facebook news that um, there is a scientist and they're basically trying to disprove that the world is a neural net and that sounds kind of funny huh like I bet you haven't heard that expression before like like uh, disprove you know because normally, when scientists come together, they come with the goal to prove something, you know? They first have a theory, then they go through the scientific method to properly, you know, record their thoughts, analyze their, their tests, you know, have control variables, independent variables, all that, you know? And then, eventually, they're able to um, they're able to come up with a result a conclusion but this is not what I'm talking about here what I'm talking about is these scientists their goal is to disprove 
the world is a neural net. Now, what is a neural net? A neural net is it's a particular arrangement of information. Now, your brain has a neural net, right? We don't call it neural net, but what we call it is neurons and neural pathways. And these neural pathways, they essentially are connections that fire off electricity called synapses. And this electricity generates information and sends information to other neurons, right? So it's basically this interconnected web of electric information in your head that's what a that's what your neurology is made out of primarily now of course you can go deeper and talk about axons and all that stuff but to keep it simple that's what it really is now when we talk about um when we talk about um neural net it is a simulated version of that okay so it's made through computers and it basically mimics the functionality of our brains okay so within that neural net the question was is our universe a neural net right is it a computer-based reality um, a reality that can be made in this neural net and the truth is the only way to disprove this okay this is the only way to disprove this is to actually find or create something that is like in of itself unable to be reproduced inside of the neural net you know what I'm saying like you can actually hey my boy Ronaldo's watching yo shout out to my boy Ronaldo man real dude real dude yeah so um the only way to disprove the theory that we're living in a computer simulation is to find something that's unable to be recreated or mimicked by the neural net so that's why I say in the beginning that the goal of these scientists was to disprove the theory. Not to prove it, but to disprove it. Which was weird, huh? That's something I've, I've never seen before, huh? Like, have you guys seen that before? I've never seen that before. Like, these scientists are literally out here. Like, finding different objects different scenarios like imagine recreating the beach right now the beach is a big task because you have all these different molecules of sand that exist you have the ocean that exists you have the birds the seagulls you have the crabs you have the sharks you have a plethora of life an ecosystem that lives within the beach are you telling me that so far they have been able to replicate that beach in the neural net? Wild. That's wild to me, man. 
that's really wild to me and that shows me where uh, video games are headed like eventually I have no doubts that um, video games will um, include like this level of simulation but on a, on a deeper level um, the interviewer asked the scientist who was working on this, on this particular project the interviewer asked him do you believe that the world is a simulation or a neural net and he answered and replied he said to be honest I don't know right I don't know it, it really could be both or it could be one the hard part is to distinguish like to find a difference between the two right and this this leads me to talk about the holographic reality because I really have to explain it to people I think when people hear me talk about all this neural net business and simulation business they think I'm talking about the world being fake or not being real that's not what I'm talking about at all that's actually the opposite of what I'm talking about what I mean by the world being a fractal based holographic reality is that that was the best method to express the infinite potential of God that's what I mean like God looked and saw that the best way to distribute the energy of the divine the energy of all things was to create a holographic reality in order to experience these things through and as right what I mean by as is God sees himself through your eyes he lives through your being you are the essence the the very vibrational foundation and fingerprint of the divine creator right the Bible talks about God made you in his image right the image is one picture okay so that means there's a base template of creation that if you observe the human form you will find the fingerprints of divinity if you observe and study the human form you will find traces of God not only traces like like a small trace but you will find a huge trace a major light array okay so let me let me focus back on the topic at hand the holographic nature what that really means is the smallest observable particle contains the information of the entire world okay so you guys remember a few years ago um, that Tupac hologram right that that broke the internet people were talking about that that uh, that Tupac hologram and they were talking about um you know they brought Tupac back right so the hologram in essence is able to mirror the third dimension of light that a, a video projector cannot do a video projector projects it on a 2d surface like a flat screen or the same way how your phone works is it's a flat screen even if it's a curved phone it's still rendered in 2d but the 3d the third dimension is able to bring a level of depth you know it's, it's able to bring that level of depth so you can walk around the light you can look at it from multiple angles and it will look different depending on the perspective you have right so within the tiniest light molecule of that Tupac contained the information of the entire structure the entire organizational pattern of that light array and it contained the entire information to replicate 
that Tupac in another holographic machine. That's what I mean by hologram. So the theory is we're all one, right? Well, if we're all one, that would mean if you take the smallest observable one, which is, um, well, it used to be a quark. I, I forgot what the word is now, because scientists have discovered something smaller than a quark. But a quark is, is a, a piece of light. That's really what they discovered and believed to be true as the smallest particle. So if you take that quark and you had a method of extracting the data, you would find that within that abstraction of data that you're able to pull contain the information of the entire world, right? Not just world since we've known it, not world from 19 something to 20, no, no, no. I'm talking about from the genesis, from the initial creation, from the, from the initial point, from like scientists call it the Big Bang. I don't know what the initial point is. I don't know if they're right or if I'm right. But whatever that initial point was, the, the, the quark would have the information from that genesis point unto right now. And technically, if we're being real technical here, it wouldn't have the information from just the initial point of creation. It would have information until the end of this perceived infinity. Okay? So... If you're with me, what I'm saying is um, within you, within your body, contains the information of the entire world around you. That's really the essence of this information. If you're breaking it down to something that you can actually use and tangibly hold and say to yourself, where or what information is practical here? What can I take home with me and use in my day-to-day -day life? What's practical in application here? The, the practical application of this information is knowing that within your body, within the body that is listening to this, that has ears, a mouth, two hands, two legs, two feet, contains the information of the entire world around you. And that's actually very limiting if I'm going to be real with you, because it doesn't contain information of the entire world alone. It contains information of the entire universe, of the Milky Way, of the galaxies. It contains that much information. So, you find people out here who are very, very, very smart, right? And these people who claim they know everything, they don't know everything. I don't know everything. And let me explain to you why people don't and can never truly know everything. It's how our brain was designed. Our brain was designed in a certain way to be the experiencer of reality, not to be the predictor of reality, right? The, the brain was designed to live in the now moment and to have a full capability of digesting, understanding, of receiving information that's relevant to what's happening right now. For example, whenever you have a memory, you're really pulling that memory into the now moment. That's what you're doing. So you're recalling something from the past, but you're not in the past, are you? You're still here. You're still right now. You're simply bringing that information forth into the moment, the present moment from which you, you exist. So everything that your brain does is pulling information, 
receiving information and processing information into the now moment into right now and that's why it's so hard to uh, trade stocks and um, you know be a successful stock trader or market trader because for you to predict the market it would it would mean you would have to have an access of a higher dimensional view of the market like you would have to have a bird's eye view of the market so the average person when they trade the market they look at candlesticks candlesticks are pretty much the universal measurement to determine data um, for finances and trade data right um, candlestick patterns are pretty simple you have a wick at the top you have a body and then you have a wick at the bottom the wick at the top means the highest price has been the wick at the bottom means the highest or the lowest price has been and the body means where price closed in comparison to where price opened now that probably sounds complicated but it's really simple what once you um, study it but the thing is the average person looks at that one candlestick at a time right so we're constantly looking at data one candlestick at a time so the lowest candlestick or I should say the smallest quantitative data that can be formed in a candle is 30 seconds so one candle for every 30 seconds right that's the smallest we can go like anything below that you're pretty much not getting any information at all so the average person when they trade stocks they look at that candlestick one candle at a time the most successful trader they've already mapped out where the candles are going to go and they've aligned their finances in such a way that they're able to capitalize off the future movements of, of the candles that haven't even formed yet that haven't even became yet so what I'm saying is if you're just looking at things from the now moment then you're always going to get what the now gives you which is okay but if you're getting paid to predict then that means you have to get paid to create you have to create it's not prediction it's creation okay that's the difference right you're not you're not predicting reality you're um let me see what my boy Philando said shout out to my boy Philando Philando said if most people can master the skills of Professor X they can bring all the information in and then master themselves love your brother and love what love what you were doing hell yeah thank you man appreciate you and that's true you know we think uh, the powers of Professor X are fiction well guess what if it exists within our reality then it's possible for us to do it too like, I, I was talking to my friend about Professor X. That's pretty funny how you mentioned him, right? Professor X could... It, you, you, you could justify that Professor X had the greatest schizophrenia of all time, right? Like, he had the most insane, intense mental disorder of all time. You're probably thinking to yourself, Daryl, what do you mean a mental disorder? Professor X was the leader of the X-Men. He was, uh, you know... Hey, Asia. Asia says, hi. Walked away for a minute, but I'm back. Hey, Asia. How are you doing, love? Amazing to have Asia in the space right now. 
So, Professor X, the reason I say he has schizophrenia is because he was hearing voices, right? Now, the average person who hears voices, when they hear voices, it's, um, it's either an entity or it's their imagination, right? That, that's pretty much the two sources of voices nowadays. You're either hearing a demon or you're hearing your own imagination that's turning itself upon you, right? But Professor X, his schizophrenia was different. He was able to hear voices that were real. And they weren't just entities, they were people. They were people around him. So he was able to tap into the field, the, the, the conscious field of thought, the thought stream. He was able to stream thoughts of people and bring that into his reality. Now, that power, it may sound amazing, but if you don't fully match that power and, and uh, grasp that power, then it's really a living hell. So it's a gift and a curse. But he was so committed into mastering that, into learning like what mental faculties granted him this, this gift of receiving, that he was able to use it constructively, and that's what we call telepathy, right? We call that telepathy. So now, instead of calling that psychosis, or calling that schizophrenia, the collective called that telecommunication. We call that telepathy. <laughs> telepathy is the conscious use of schizophrenia. That's what telepathy really is. We shun those who hear voices, and they go into mental hospitals, and the ones who consciously learn to master the voices within them, we call those telepaths. Insane. Insane. Now, the same thing is true about ADHD, right? ADHD, Attention Deficit Disorder, or that's ADD. Um, ADD is just your neurology firing at a rate that's more advanced than others around you, right? That means your stimulation is so advanced that anything that is mundane or boring will automatically be boring way quicker to you because you're able to process life way faster than most people. So because they're, they're processing life at a faster rate than most people, the average thing becomes boring very quickly because they're able to grasp the concept or unwilling to devote time and energy toward grasping the concept because they've already understood the base template of the concept and they're just moving forward from there. They're not really caring about what um they're not caring about learning the more complex versions of that concept because they've already understood the base concept from inception you know but we take these people and we put them on medicine we say to them there's something wrong with you right you're not focused that's what we say to them they say we say to them you're not focused you don't, you don't know how to focus. We'll give you something to help you focus. You know what's in that medicine, man? You know what that medicine does? That medicine suppresses their neural synapses. It makes their brain slower, foggier, creates a cloud, a veil over their neurology. We suppress them. We take these people and we suppress them. You know? We take their gifts 
and we completely completely say to them it's not a gift it's a symptom that can be cured by this pill sad shit some sad ass shit because if those people were, were trained and were consciously um, assisted in learning how to master their neurology how to master their neurosynapses then they could do things with their brain that most people would, would never even be able to, to, to grasp right because think about this right since their brain is going at such a fast rate their synapses are firing at such a fast rate they could in essence learn a four-hour lecture in half an hour like all it would take is for their brain to move four times faster than ours that's all it would take it wouldn't take that much effort it would take for them to understand how to learn the information in a way that's stimulating right so in essence sitting down in the classroom getting a textbook seeing a teacher with a whiteboard and a marker that's not stimulating to them you have to figure out new ways of creating the information to of teaching the information new ways of helping them learn the information so that they're able to use their gifts to digest the information because if it's boring to them they're not gonna do it and then you give them the pill that makes it that makes their brain slow enough so that it's not boring and that's what they focus it's really insane the same thing with autism a superpower right people who are autistic they have this ability to see life through a different lens right they they, they have this ability to, to, to see life through a creative lens their perspective on life is just so vast right like you you can ask an autistic person how are you feeling today and they're not gonna give you an emotion they're gonna show you how they feel like they're gonna do something to you so that you feel what they feel because that's the only way that they're really able to translate how they feel because they don't want you to receive a word they want you to receive the feeling, right? If you ask them a question like, how are you feeling? The conscious mind of an autistic person is to make you feel how they feel because you were inquiring about the feeling. The average person doesn't do that. You know what we do? We give you a word. We say, oh, we're happy. I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Today's a good day. They don't care about the words. <laughs> they don't want the words, man. They want you to feel it, right? Right? Like, you ask an autistic person who's having a bad day, how are you feeling? He might pinch you, right? He might take his two fingers and pinch you. And then you're like, oh my gosh, why'd you pinch me? Right? You asked him how he was doing, and he gave you the feeling. <laughs> And also, there's many degrees of, autis of autism. There's many degrees of processing information. There's many ways. Their brains don't work the one same way. They're not uniform like human beings are uniform. They're uniform in a, in a different way. And they are humans, but I believe that they're hybrids. That they're um, the next stage of human evolution. So, we are the old, and they are the new. Because what they're able to do 
if you take a person who's autistic and you give them a platform to express things that truly interest them, they're able to perform miracles in that platform. Like, you ever seen an autistic person play the piano? They play in such a way that the piano speaks, that it has a soul. Like, the music starts to develop a real, like, consciousness. They're able to pull that into form without much effort and that's amazing man that's truly amazing so you know the concept of what my boy Falan was talking about is taking people who have gifts who have conscious real gifts and providing them the opportunity of mastery the opportunity of learning who they are and how they learn in what interests them and expanding upon those interests every day that's how we reach a new level of human beings that's how we reach a new level you know the new level of human beings isn't um it isn't 5d like what everyone's talking about the new level of human beings is understanding who we are right now and it's giving people the opportunity to master who they are right now. When we start to do that, that small step, it becomes a huge stage. It becomes a huge, huge stage. When we do that. Uh, yeah, I agree. I want to ascend as well, right? I'm not saying ascension is not it. What I am saying is that there's a lot of stuff we have to do right now on this 3D plane that will enable a better ascension for all of us. Because how can we say that we want to ascend when there are children still being kidnapped? When there's people being put in prison for marijuana? You know what I'm saying? Like there is practical ways that we can change our current world to make it feel more heaven-like. How can we ascend when all everyone ever cares about is getting money and grinding and, oh, you know, I'm just grinding, man, you know? Like, is, is the dollar bill your, your life purpose? Is that what you were born to do? You know? No, the system is flawed and we can solve this. How do we solve it, Daryl? How do we do it, right? Because talking is cheap. How do we solve this, man? You know how we solve it, man? We solve it by you solving it for, for your own life. If everyone solved it for their own life, the world would be a beautiful place. Like, if you took your life and you said to yourself, man, I want to see the good things. I want to see the great things that my life's able to do. And you start focusing on creating every day and living your best life every day. You know what would happen? <laughs> if you got better every day, if you got one times better, only one times better every day, in a year time, you're 365 times better. How far do you think that change would, would stretch in 10 years? I remember this same live stream setup that I got going on right now. I used to want this setup. 
I used to want the ability to be able to live stream. Right? That was a dream at one point. Like, imagine me being able to live stream. To have a green screen. To have a, a frame. To have a podcast. To have a platform. To have friends. A community. That was loving and, and pure. This is a dream. To have a community that loved me for me. That listened to me. That respected me. And that's a dream. And for all of this to come true. So it's wild. It's really wild. You know. I took steps to make this happen. Every day. I took steps. And that's how we changed the world. Small steps at a time. The government, yeah, the governments, you know, they are who they are, right? I agree. But if we take ownership of ourselves, and if all of us take ownerships of ourselves, the government will dissipate. It will evaporate into thin air. The concept of a government will just go away. You know? Like, we don't have to have a revolution with guns. We don't have to kill to cause massive change. The massive change is the decision to change your own life on a collective scale. If everyone decides that they're changing their life, then that's what we get. We get a world that's changed. We get a life that's changed. We can do it. All you need to do is focus on yourself. You focus on yourself will create the world that you dream. And that's really it. Will it happen all at once? Most likely not. It could, but no, probably not. Will it happen in 10 years? Could be. Like we could honestly see a lot of change in 10 years. Will it happen in this generation? Maybe. But all I know is that you're making your life better every day. That will improve your quality of life. It will improve the quality of life of the people surrounding you. It will include the quality of life of your family. You know? Ownership of ourselves. Yes. We have to stop buying what they're selling. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the age old feeling of something is wrong with the world, it has to go away because nothing's wrong with this world. The earth feeds us, it clothes us, it gives us, it loves us. What's wrong is our thought structures. That's what's wrong is the ideas that's been sold to us, the ideas that you have to be something that you're not, that you have to get a job and contribute to the workforce and do things like that that's what's wrong with the world man not the physical world the world's okay life itself is pretty okay you know Gaia really does love us the earth loves us man the Earth's alive. It's a living, breathing thing. 
The world is alive. Earth is alive. The main thing is, are we, you know, are we alive for it? Are we showing up to, to Earth every day? We're putting our best foot forward and we're loving and we're caring. Compassionate, you know. Some of us are. The truth is, all of you guys do a great job. It's the truth. Because the, because it's not easy being human, okay? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's, it's easy being a human being. It's not. Life hits you hard sometimes. And you're just unable to bounce back for a little bit. So whatever you're doing, you know, it's, it's good. Like, whatever you're doing right now, it's okay. I respect you. I respect you if you're, if you're unable to consciously change your life, you know, the way you would hope. I still respect the love out of you, man. I respect you so much. I understand that every day's a journey. You know, most people, the truth is, most people will actually never wake up. And that's okay. The next generation, you know, will wake up more. The generation after that will wake up more. We have to leave good examples for them to wake up. We have to show them the potential so that they can reach farther potentials, further potentials, so that they can advance and level up. You know, that's really what it is. I'm proud of all of us for doing what we do. There is no manual. There is no one way to be. There is no guru that knows all the answers. And he's so right that we all should listen to him. It's all on an individual basis. Like my words will not reach certain people. The way I talk will not reach certain people. Certain people just won't get it from my voice. That's what everyone needs to contribute. We all need to speak and share and create because your voice, I learned this from Les Brown. Les Brown said, your voice has its own audience. It has its own people, its own community. People will vibrate with you who are on your frequency. And it's not your job to teach all humans or to improve the lives of all humans. It's your job to talk to your tribe and to help them ascend in whichever fashion that they desire and to contribute to your people and to move them in whichever ways that they need to be moved. That's how we contribute because all of us have our own people. All of us have our own tribe. We have our own loving, amazing community. And we're not gonna get to that huge ascension point if we're judging ourselves if we're trying to appease everyone, if we're trying to love and appreciate by teaching everyone, like that's not gonna happen. You know, teach your tribe, man. Teach your tribe, teach the people that God put in your life. Teach those people and they will love and they'll respect and they will honor you. And they will contribute to others the same way you contribute to them. You know, that's how we get there. That's how we get there, man. One day at a time, one thought at a time, one caring act at a time, one compassionate moment at a time. That's how we get there.
that's how we get there and those of us watching the stream you're already doing it or else you wouldn't be listening to me you know who would want to listen to Daryl if you're not awakened <laughs> you know what I'm saying who, who would want to go down a journey of self-discovery because the journey of self-discovery is pain at times like the other day I went to the beach right I got 300 sand fly bites all over my body I'm talking about 300 little creatures that bit me and hurt me right when I came home it was easier to let the itching be the itching than to take the aloe vera gel and rub it on my body because what that means is that the healing was worse than the pain okay because the healing was a deeper pain than the pain okay so I had to consciously remind myself in the fire of the aloe vera that this was healing <laughs> you have to remind yourself that the pain was healing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Because the healing is sometimes worse. <laughs> Going through and clearing out generational trauma, clearing out trauma even within your lifetime, is hard. It's a task that really and truly requires all of yourself to show up you know you have to pull from spirit pull from many different forms of spirit in order to heal yourself you have to pull from support from family you have to pull from support from loved ones from the internet from youtube from teachers like ralph smart abraham hicks bashar terrence mckenna alan watts alex gray um so many more teachers out here you have to collectively pull from all those different sources to cultivate a spirit of strength to heal your and it is painful sometimes and sometimes it is lovely it is wonderful it's amazing it's the blessing it's a great feeling of effortlessness it is a feeling of triumphantness it's a feeling of peace like a cool stream a river stream just carrying you along the path <laughs> that's how it feels sometimes man and there's no way to tell how it's gonna feel but there's one thing that's guaranteed as long as you continue down the path and you do the work and you're willing to heal yourself and you're willing to flow you become a better person and that person will do greater things and you will help a lot of people you know that's really what that is so for all of us here who are doing the work of the inner who are diving deep inside of their own consciousness and leveling themselves up 
and learning and loving and being compassionate, I salute you in your path because the pathway was not paved for us. It was created by us. We had to go through and carve and forge ourselves through stone and we had to chip away the old belief systems that were passed down by generations of people who just didn't know any better. We had to create this for ourselves. You know, like a lot of awakening people. Oh, by the way, guys, share the stream. I should have said that earlier, but share the stream so more people can come on and, um, you know, just enjoy this. Maybe other people who are part of our tribe don't know that they're a part of our tribe until they see this video. But what I was saying is, um, the teachers, man, the teachers, the amazing masters that are on this earth, they can't do the work for us, you know? People like Abraham Hicks who have been here teaching us for over two decades, they can't do it for us. People like Bashar, you know, alien channel that's been giving us good information for many years, they can't do the work for us. Alan Watts, he couldn't do it for us. You know who can do it for you? Yourself. It takes a willingness to listen to those teachers, find which concepts that resonate within your own being, and actually apply those concepts every day. You know, that's what it takes. That's truly what it takes. You have to do it for yourself. You have to create that spirit within you, and only you can do that. I love you. You know, I wish I could do it for you. Really, truly, I wish I could take the whole entire planet, put it in my consciousness, and then ascend. Which is low-key what we're doing, but don't tell the one. <laughs> but we have an individual basis, too. There's a fractal nature of our reality, meaning that you have your own consciousness, and I can't upgrade you through you. I can upgrade you through the collective sense that you're a part of me and I'm upgrading myself, but I can't take your story, and I can't apply that story to my story, and I can't take your consciousness and put it in mine and do it for you. I can't do that. Only you can do that. You have that power. It's, it's your journey. It's your gift, and I respect the ever-loving presence in which you are for doing that every day. I respect, I honor, and I love, and I will always, always be there for you in whichever capacity I can. I don't care if I have a million followers. You message me, man, and I will try my very best to be there for you. But the truth is, the most important person who is there for you and who will always be there for you in every moment of your life is you. It's you. That's the person who can do it. That's the person who can really change it, is yourself. And I want you to take that responsibility very lightheartedly, right? Don't take it in a serious fashion like, oh, I have to level up and I have to change. No, it's not that serious. I want you to take it in a lighthearted way. In the aspect of, I am granted this gift of exploration of my consciousness. I am given the gift of a conscious mind that has the capability of learning, becoming, expanding, 
you know, myself. Like, it's a gift to be able to be a human right now. Because as you're a human, life is itself. And if life flows through you, then you are flowing through life. And that's a gift. And I respect you for being here. I respect you for incarnating on this planet. It took a lot of willpower to do it. To come here and to be a human? Oh my gosh. One of the greatest journeys any life form has ever taken is a human. To be a human? <sighs> to be a flesh and blood human being? <laughs> Woo! To be a human? Sometimes I wonder if it's easier to be a blade of grass that gets mowed down every week than to be a human. <laughs> to be a human being is one of the greatest joys, one of the most intense experiences this planet has to offer. This world has to offer. To be a human being, to go through what you go through every day and wake up with a smile on your face, to strap in and love yourself consciously every day. It's amazing. With that being said, guys, I'm gonna go eat some breakfast even though it's lunchtime. I love you guys. I honor you guys. I thank you for watching me. The people who slipped in, slipped out, slipped back in, I thank you. And if you like my content, subscribe to my podcast, Live from the Matrix, because you were a part of this episode. I love you. I thank you. And if I could, I'd give you a big hug right now. And I send you on your way with the most intense loving awareness you've ever felt. Peace, love, and light reflections. I will honestly see you soon, and I can't wait till we meet again.